funny as a as a side before we begin I just said hey y'all are my safe place um i have a question is am i the only person who didn't know who jared derrick jackson was before this infidelity scandal give <laughs> it point podcast with natay and vernique what are you doing because you want to do it hmm i'm ready so yeah we ready money making moves I started speaking my mind and triple my views, period. She calls you. Like, we need to pivot. We on our dream-ish. So y'all know what that ish means? <laughs> no, I'm not frozen. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, welcome to the Pivot Point Podcast. It's your girl, Natay. And Vernique. Yes, and we on that dream ish, right? I know what that ish is, right? Oh, little uh, uh, we we just uh, well, what uh, savage, uh, classy, bougie, uh, whatever she said, I can't even think, ratchet and ratchet, bougetto. That's I was like, I'm a little bougetto. I was at a friend's house over the weekend, and uh, they asked after we were there for quite a while actually to everybody oh take your shoes off take your shoes off I mean because it was a party with people going in and out in and out and I was like oh I mean okay but you know technically when you ask people to take their shoes off you should provide shoe covers and or socks I'm just saying (laughs) they were looking at me like what and I'm like I'm a little blue shadow I mean but technically I don't know if your floors are safe or clean or that's hilarious you've never heard that then I, I am aware I have been places in which they have provided such, uh-huh. um, you know, that the next gift that you give him or her uh-huh. shall be full <laughs> shoe coverings. Uh, like, you know, you know. I'm not imposing. Yeah. If that's what you want to do in your spot or whatever, oh. I might just bring my own. You know what I mean? I was like, you know what? That's Maybe fair. I should start just bringing some shoe covers and certain things and socks to be accommodate myself. I ain't got to worry about it. I think that else. makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. in my head, all I saw was somebody throwing it back at you like, oh, you think you're funny. So <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like, be funny. It wasn't no, no, oh, to be kind. <laughs> oh, 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 people, they looked at me like, oh, you funny. And I was like, I mean, just technically, I mean, if we're, you know. Because like, that's life. Are you, you, you're so uncouth. I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying if we gonna go all the way, let's go all the way. We can all learn from each other. I learned that from somebody else too but I never asked people to take their shoes and stuff off why did I bring this up oh because we're ratchet bougie why I'm like what how did this happen oh but yeah I never asked people to take their shoes off I just I'm a person that will sweep and mop my you gotta clean the floors anyway when people leave yeah I mean you should because I don't know where your feet been I don't know what funk is on your feet anyway or your socks because people be walking around their own dirty floors with their socks on there's no way to get around it I understand tracking less in which I do I definitely understand that but you know, it's so hard. Just but also, people be in a whole fit. How you gonna ask me to mess up my fit? Sometimes my whole outfit is around my shoes. Right. So anyway, 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 anyway. Or put it in your notes. Put it in your invite. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, I gotta take my shoes off. Prepare me, please, please. Exactly. Oh, yes. life, it's so hard. <laughs> That's been my, my first my, world problems. <laughs> first world problem. That's what I've been saying all the time to my brother this week. I'm like, it's just so hard. Like these things, like all of these rules and ugh, so hard, which again, <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up, but just the bougie, ratchet, cool, classy, whatever the heck. Here sandwich. we are. Here we are. Man, first of all, thank everybody. I just want to thank everybody that has tuned in, watched. Um, yes, we're going to be on all the platforms very, very soon. Um, this has been, um, I would say a labor of love, but it doesn't feel like labor. It's just, nah. 
it's, it's just fun. it's fun it's perfect it gives me my bestie back and it gets me talking again and it's just perfecto i'm so glad not back this. i ain't go nowhere so let's, let's be clear you you, you ain't we go talk nowhere more often now <laughs> that's what i mean my bestie back it's like we talk more often because i was like i cannot believe that i did not know that get up 10 was one of your favorite songs because i've been quoting that since the, i mean Cause we just didn't know cause life had yes. happened and marriage and kids and you know, hustling in LA, like life just happened. So it's like, of course, of course, of course you like that song. Of course you, you listen do. to LA, LA R and B and uh, rap music is different than the rest of the world. So oh, it is, it, 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 it is. So were they playing get up 10 on the radio out here? No, I just oh, wanted to make fun of LA music. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a different, it's, it's the radio. It's Let the me be radio, clear, it's the radio. It's, it's top 10 and, it, and it's West Coast vibes. You know what I mean? But every now and then when they were put in there, I'm still tipping on folks. I was like, hey. hey, you know what I mean? And um, they would play, uh, they would play Paul every now and then. Um, yeah. And, and, and of course, you know, you know, uh, Mike Jones, who back then did well. Yeah. I'm like, let them know, let them know. Anyway. Yeah. The old school, I will say the old school radio, like the R&B stuff is really good out there. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. The ra- old school R&B radio is really, really good. Well, that's because it's Stevie Wonder's radio station. And that's the only oh. R&B station we have. It's um, called KJLH 102.3, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, kindness, love, no, kindness, joy, love, and happiness. KJLH, Stevie Wonder Station. That's why it's so good. Yeah. And so they deal with all the R&B and all the things. And actually the afternoon um, drive host named Tammy Mack is from H-Town. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. she's always showed love. She's always been really, really cool. She's just dope. And she has a show on Fox um, Soul right now and stuff. And she's always booking national commercials. Like I I mean, always. I'd be like, damn, Tammy, go and get that national commercial money, girl. Get it, Tammy. Get it, get it, get yeah. it, Tammy Mac. So much love to Tammy Mac. We got to get her on the pivot point because she has been a hustler for years. I know she went to an all-female college. I think she went to Bennett College. And okay. after going to Bennett College over on the East Coast, went out to LA and was like, I'm going to make it happen. And has been making it happen for years. And That's still cool. looks like not a day over 25. And she grown. Okay, no, getting it, no. getting it, getting it. That's so, that California sun make you look nice, man. It sh- but you gotta <laughs> use some moisturizer because it would dry you out. And I totally like when I went to LA, girl. I had to uh, like at first I was like, am I tripping? Like I started no. feeling like a reptile. I was like, why is my skin so dry? Why is this? I was like, is that a fine line? What is happening? And I had to upgrade all of like my lotions and everything. I started. I had a humidifier in the room because I was like, y'all not gonna dry me out. Oh, it's no. that water too. I don't know something. I remember every time I would come visit you. I always leave with a patch, like a dry patch on my cheek. This dry patch. And it's so weird coming from such a humid area mm-hmm. than going to this very arid uh space so yeah okay hit us early with the arid space all right cool. <laughs> all right all right we're gonna do vocabulary comes to, comes to me vocab with Bernique. okay no. what we're not no don't because don't ask me to spell nothing oh no no we ain't gotta spell it girl you know we'll just put that in post and put it on the yeah. screen with a little definition we ain't got no not on the spot because i feel you sometimes i'll be like oh I, I surprised myself I'm like oh I read a book lately you know um but how's your week been what's been going on with you it's good this week has been really really good I just um I feel like people are you know are really like get hitting me up and I think it's that time it's, it's house buying season so people yes. are just like hitting me up and like re- like for me I'm ready I'm ready and I feel yes. blessed in that people who I knew you know when I as I was in law school and just you know as I was you know my doing my lawyer thing like you know consistent 
consistently on a daily basis that people that I knew then are, you know, recommending people to me like, oh, Vernique does that. So I feel good. I'm like, oh, y'all know me. Y'all remember me. I forgot for everybody. So I appreciate y'all. So yes. I feel good. This week has been really, really good. What about you? Oh, good. I, you know, this week has been good. It's been, you know, it's, it's been a week. Notice I didn't start off with never should have made it. I didn't have to, <laughs> didn't have to do that there. I'm in a better place, been grounded. Things are, you know, and you know, life, like I'm like, you get both emotions in, you know, both extremes in the same day, sometimes minutes apart. So I did have some difficulty, um, just emotionally stuff, like dealing with my, you know, divorce, but on the bright side, which always makes me happy as my homeboy said, he's like, you know, money always makes you happy. And I'm like, well, I mean, it helps. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, my buyer is going to be closing on Monday, their new home. And yes. I'm super, super excited. Cause I mean, just that whole even journey, like I, for real estate and, you know, V knows like you've helped me with my first purchase of my home, um, when I'm selling that home and all of the, um, great things and F-ish that happened along the way, you know, in both of those transactions. And then, you know, I had to sue my landlord in LA Girl. and I won, you know, like, I mean, don't come for me. I did not send for you. Like I'm not the one. And so I I'm passionate about it. And then, you know, my, um, my link, which is one of my very best friends, Diana's husband, Wesley, um, he was like, yo, you, you really need to get your real estate license. Cause yep. you would just make a lot of passive income. And in LA, I just could not get it together. Like I still started the classes. It was just too much, could not focus. So to be able to go through, you know, a divorce and be in Houston and be like, okay, we, we didn't cry for three months. Now what are we going to do? Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's take these classes and then, you know, get blessed with the producing opportunity for the real. And then I was like, okay, I can't even get this real estate going. And literally I talked to my team lead and my, um, like my, my mentor, and I was like, yo, I need to wait until this season is over. Then I can commit myself to real estate. It's just too much. It's too much. Yeah, it's yeah. too much. I was like that Monique, I mean, where she's on from Precious. And she's like, it's too much. You know, she got the, <laughs> that's, I was like, it's just too much. Like literally. And then the next day I ended up getting my first client. I said, well, I guess, you know, this it's is happening. This is, it's, it's not, not too much. much. It's like, keep going, keep going. And that's something that has really shifted for me in the past, like, shoot, eight years. You know, it's like beforehand nothing could stop me nothing you know it was all the way up if it's up then it's up then it, okay anyway I have been trying to learn that dance I've been like shoot okay like okay wait, wait till I start busting these moves on Instagram okay let me get my uh cardiovascular up again but yeah that's coming but um but now being more grounded and just like you know I'm I can't I'm unshakable. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I might yeah. need to pause a moment, take care of myself, take care of my heart a little bit, take care of whatever, but it's like, nah, you know, the show must go on forward. Yeah. Forward. Always forward. Always forward. Because so, um, really you look yourself in the mirror. <laughs> what did you look at? We gonna win. <laughs> Cause you got knocked down nine times, but. But we get up 10. Hey. Ah. <laughs> Okay, two <laughs> options stripping i'm like man i you know i've listened to that of course savage remix oh and i, I stepped my music back up because i mean i really wasn't listening to what i needed to listen to like i, I went from one extreme to the other which i mean i did used to have india Ari's i am light on my my which i love and it's such a good one if you're I'm feeling like I am, song. Light, I am light. but my ad libs were always like you know what i'm saying a little ratchet like you like my yeah you know what I'm saying you be illuminating in this like 
<laughs> because that's what I like. But then right after I Am Light, it was Rick Ross. Y'all can't hold me, you know, because I need a little bit of both in there. So, and then I had to switch to just all a little bit too much heart music. I mean, nice, calm heart music, because I do think like the hustle of rap music is heart too. It's like, no, you gotta, you know, it's just like the affirmations. Like you gotta look, you gotta talk to yourself. You gotta, and however you talk, you need to talk in that language to yourself to get the ish done. You know, we are many things. We are many things. We don't need to focus on just one. Okay. Was it a uh, bougie, uh, classy? You go. I, <laughs> I think it's bougie, classy, and ratchet, but I could be wrong. And anybody uh, can look up these words right now. Megan, I have failed you. And um, I will represent <laughs> for the Houston hotties a lot better than this moving forward. Okay. Uh, but I have listed, I just, you know, just keep it focused anyway. Uh, moving forward. So it's been a lot of ish going on well you know again thanks to everybody that listened we have not had a chance to talk about sharon osborne and cheryl underwood my little headphones is popping out so excuse me we just gonna keep it real and put them right back in so i'm touching my ears so i can hear you um so the talk sharon osborne cheryl underwood oh my goodness okay so did you see everything Bernique? You know, I was like, let me tell you. So I knew that this was going to be something you want to talk about. And I, mm -hmm. and I said, you know what? I've heard about it, I, you know, in passing and things like that. But I, I'll be real with you. I'm tired of the Karen breakdowns. I'm tired of mm -hmm. white women's tears being weaponized against black people. I'm over it. So I was like, I know what happened. I am very aware. I, I, I have heard. Um, but I was like, I'm gonna let Natay tell me so y'all can get my live reaction. <laughs> okay, okay, all good. So I'll tell y'all as much as I know and have been seeing, cause you know, I'm all about talk show stuff. Like me and my mom love talk shows. I've always loved talk shows. You know, I wanna have my own talk show. It, you know, my brother say, I mean, Tay, you be talking. He was like, you be talking. So that makes sense for you. So on the talk, and I know this is a story that happened a couple of weeks ago, but it is still ongoing because the talk is still on hiatus. Basically what had happened was um, the fallout after the Megan and Harry Oprah sit down interview. Piers Morgan, basically, who is a troll from Britain who hates Meghan Markle because he and Meghan Markle basically met up for dinner. I don't necessarily think it was an drinks. actual date. Oh, drinks, not even drinks. Okay. They met up I for I want to be clear because okay. I meet a lot of people for drinks. I'll meet everybody for dinner. Real talk. And I really didn't meet you for drinks. I'm a happy hour. You can just come if you want to. Like, cause I'm gonna are. be there, you know what I'm saying? Here so you're are. gonna be there for a couple minutes, cool, it's whatever. After mm -hmm. their said meeting, Megan apparently got into an, a ride and went on to meet Prince Harry. They move on happily ever after. She basically ghosts Pierce Morgan, never contacts him again, blah, blah, blah. He has been just, you know, unfair and nasty to her and rude and just mad, he been big mad. Uh, ever since that's happened from, from a supposed ghosting that ain't even ghosted that he needs to that's a, you know what it's, he didn't get ghosted but whatever right he has the right to, I mean well you know I guess it's like if you just don't cut off whatever you know she put up a no. new boundary I mean I don't think it's bad like all ghosting ain't bad like it's been people I mean they ain't even know I, I ghosted them like I just <laughs> I don't communicate with you no more I yeah. just didn't tell you. Yeah. yeah. So to fast forward, um, even after that Megan and Harry interview with um, the GOAT, Oprah, um, he was saying that he didn't um, believe Megan Markle. He was still being nasty to her. And one of his co-hosts on Good Morning Britain, um, who is a mixed race, 
his mom is white, his dad is black. And he was like, I mean, come on, we have to hear this all the time. Um, can you give her a break? She has the right to not want to talk to you anymore, this, this, and that. And Piers Morgan, through a big fit, he can give his opinion, tell everybody how to live their life. But as soon as somebody tells anything to him, he gets up, storms off, leaves the show. Turns out there was like over like 40,000 complaints about this situation, yep. including Ms. Meghan Markle herself allegedly um, called in and filed a complaint because he was just basically dismissing her suicide, like just dismissing her mental like, health, her mental mm-hmm. health because people just don't be believing black women. Okay, whatever, I'm on our pain because they think that we should be a vessel that should be able to handle everything. Oh, but he just um, scrong, okay? Uh, which I hate <laughs> when people say with the K, that's why I just said scrong. Uh, like remember scrimp. that guy that I dated that said scrimp or scree? And I was like, I mean, I met him. We, he great. said both of those. He said, he said both, both of those. those. And I was so like, I, I can't yeah. go out with him anymore. I just, I can't. I was like, oh, He's you really nice. said that. From, you know, from the north side. Anyway, so moving Ooh. on. <laughs> I was like, did he say scree? Was he being funny? He wasn't being funny. Moving on. So to, to, to bring it back, basically on the talk, Sharon Osbourne, who has been problematic for years, I've never really cared for Sharon or Kelly Osbourne, to be honest, to be fair, ever have cared for them because to me they're just rude and they're allowed to just be rude and their opinion is rude and shock and like, oh, whatever, right? And dismissive. So Sharon inserts herself into the business on Twitter, tweets out that, you know, I support my friend Pierce Morgan for having his opinion, inserts herself in the situation. Now, on the talk, they discuss everything. Cheryl Underwood brings up like, how um, how do you feel about people that might um, think that you're condoning basically racist behavior? And this is when the white tears break down happens and Sharon has had a million excuses since then. Now in the breakdown, um, the thing that was most problematic to me because she she did say, what did he say that was racist? Educate me, educate me. Are y'all trying to say that I'm racist? Cause you know, that's the worst thing you can ever call a white person is racist because then they're like, no, I'm not. And you know, I think everybody yeah. has some implicit biases about other everybody races because yeah, stereotypes are there for a reason. You know what I mean? They're like general assumptions that we place on different groups. So we all have implicit biases. But the biggest issue that I had with Sharon Osborne, and she was talking to Cheryl Underwood, a grown ass woman was, and don't you start crying. Don't you even try to start crying because if anybody should be crying, it should be me. I was like, now hold up. And Cheryl See. kept her composure. And, and she was just like, well, you know, I, you know, I don't want anyone to think that you are racist. I'm talking to you as a friend. Like she handled herself because, you know, we have to, we have to, if she would have met Sharon Osbourne's energy, that would have been a whole other problem. But we, you know, unfortunately, I mean, it just is what it is. It's a lot that we have in life. Black people, you need to stay calm and under control when you're in a situation like that, where, you know, the um, other person, white woman in, in this situation, and in most situations where I have that issue with they're going hysterical and being crazy. You have to stay so calm because as soon as you meet your energy, their energy, I think you're labeled the aggressor. And Cheryl showed how to pivot from a uncomfortable conversation 
so eloquently because I mean, again, she's a comedian, she's a talker. I'm telling people, y'all don't want it with, in a war of words with comedians and stuff. You don't because we're just quick. We're just quick. You know what I mean? So um, what was your thoughts on, on everything? So funny. I, <laughs> I, for some reason, thought that there was another conversation that happened. But when you said that the show was on hiatus, I remember that now ever since that thing came out. And then Still I on hiatus. I, right. And then I read that the other uh, Black lady with the curly hair, I can't remember her name. Is oh, she's a new host and I cannot yes. remember her name as well. Her and her hairdresser also filed a complaint and said mm -hmm. that they have had issues with uh, racism and other things like that. So I, I didn't watch the video, but you know what video I did watch? I watched the one from Britain, the the uh, Good Morning Britain one, because I was curious to know like what happened. And with uh, starting with that, Nothing, um, just, a black man gave his opinion. A mixed oh. race man gave his opinion. That so, was and, opposite and, of Pierce Bronson and he threw a fit. That's all. Uh, Morgan, Morgan. Pierce Morgan. Yeah. Pierce Bronson. Oh, not not the actor. My bad. My bad. Let me take but, a sip of coffee. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go but ahead. um, so I watched that, and the thing is, is that he had actually been, the video I watched. I think was like three minutes, and mm -hmm. he actually talked for a good while. You know what pissed Pierce off was that oh, um his co-host said she's allowed to not talk to you. Yes. That set him off and, yes. and made him storm out. And so fast forward to what we're really talking about is um with the whole Sharon thing is that. So I don't think it's fair to um, to Cheryl Underwood and that she had to sit still and like you know let somebody finish it. I'm a kind life of person. Ain't I'm a fair. And a life ain't you know, fair. I'm, exactly. But well, so it's not. But she, I, you know, I think that most people in that situation probably wouldn't continue the conversation. But it's literally called the talk. So we're gonna sit here. You're and paid to, to talk. talk and to give yes. your opinion. Right. That's what and you're paid so, to do. So Which I can't I wait Cheryl, to get paid to do that. I receive it. Y'all give it to me. Go ahead. We got to so get back think, to that. <laughs> so I think Cheryl Underwood handled it well. I'm just saying for most people in like regular life, my pivot is I'm going to pivot my left foot and walk right on off because we're not going to keep on having this conversation. And I'm going to say, and, and the thing is, is that, and I'm going to sit there, I might let you go through and talk how you want to talk. And then I'm going to say, one, I'm not educating you on anything. There's a million books. And I don't know if you missed last, um, past this past June, but they got lists for you, homegirl. So I'm going to need you to use Google. And that would be the end of the conversation. We're not going to keep on going back and forth. But I think that Cheryl, from what I understand, handled it very well. That's all I've heard is how, how she's handled it very well. Um, yeah, because they she didn't give them angry Black women, which is what people will go to if she had been upset that Sharon Osbourne said, and don't you even try to cry. She didn't even address that. That's that's some G... Like, I'm not addressing this foolishness because now you're handling her as if she is um, inferior to you, that your, um, your, your uh, opinion or your feelings are, are superior to how she feels in this conversation. And Sharon, just to say, she's had a million excuses. She was like, usually, you know, we go over everything beforehand before we have these conversations live. And, you know, the, the she said the executive producers called her and asked her, hey, hey can we talk to you about um, Pierce Morgan um, and what's going on with him and your insertion into that? And she said, yeah, ask me everything. And she said they thought that they, right. You know, so you told them to ask you anything. You didn't want to go over over it you know necessarily and then she said and there was Cheryl she was reading questions off of a card even uh, if I didn't have questions on a card you told me to ask you whatever I wanted to so right I right right my head and so she's now like you know painting herself the victim she is getting death threats which that's whack but unfortunately so many people on the, the trolls on the internet you know that the, the the bad part that you know unfortunately we do give more attention to than the good parts because I've done that myself it's like 
death threats that's just whack because it's such a mind you know mess up like because i've gotten a death threats you know you upset a rapper everybody wants you to die and it's like you want me to die like do we have to die we can disagree without dying i can disagree and go party with you in the club which i've done with several people during my time um at 97.9 like that like that's not necessary we ain't got to do all of that the girl thumb thugging thumb thugging but um I just thought that, you know, the question really is like, you know, navigating these uncomfortable conversations and how do you pivot from these? And I think that Cheryl pivoted very well by staying in her, staying in her truth, staying grounded and like, you know, I'm going to hold you to task because it's like you're excusing bad behavior. Now, the one thing that, you know, a lot of people have been saying, and I've seen this for a while, uh, is that, you know, educate yourself. I don't stop asking black women and people to educate you. And I actually feel a little differently about that. I, um, the way that Sharon asked it was wrong and demanding it as if she is yes. the master and Cheryl got to do whatever she say, you know, yeah. I don't think that. I do think that we have to teach people how to treat us. When you are a person that lives in a world where whiteness is considered rightness, you don't see, she didn't, I, I really think she did not see what was racist. She does not consider race. You know, they don't quote unquote see color, all of that. So I do think that, you know, it's not necessarily our job, but what will help make things move quicker is if in those uncomfortable moments, you do take a moment to give you the information, you know what I mean? And not just dismiss them and say, well, you need to find it on yourself, this and that. So I really applaud Cheryl Underwood for saying there was nothing specific that he said that was racist. It's his overall tone of dismissing her mental health, um, undermining and disregarding everything. She said that in itself, his attitude towards Meghan Markle is what is racist because that is where a lot of people um i don't know if they just playing dumb or whatever but that they're like if you don't show it to me and explain it to me i don't know so here let me tell you what it is i I, th I think that's cool i so i agree with you um i think that for me there are times i, I think you have to evaluate who you're talking to and so, um, and I and I am a person that too, I don't necessarily use the uh, scenario that we're handed. So I would say, I would have said in, in my opinion, just, and I'm basing this off of what I know about the conversation, tell mm -hmm. me where he was racist. And I said, I don't necessarily have to explain to you in which he was racist. What I'm saying is that if somebody who is the person that is feeling that the way that they feel, you should take into consideration that it, what it might be, what they're saying is correct. For example, if would you allow a man to tell a, you, a person who has had babies, right. how you should feel when you're pregnant? No, right. because they right. don't know. He has literally no idea. So how right. can you, as a person who is white, tell a black person whether or not they feel disrespected because somebody has been racist towards them? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I try and put people in there, give them an example that they can maybe relate to. And I think that that's probably, because I, I, I agree with Cheryl's um explanation yeah i'm just saying that to still to sharon she's like what i don't get it i don't get it and to me you're well, never gonna get it because you don't want she to. didn't get it well i don't think that she necessarily i do think a lot of people are very ignorant oh, they yes. are because in, in ignorance is just that you don't know you know what i mean like to a lot of people unfortunately uh racism is if you're saying you're a nigger and if they didn't call you a nigger yeah. then how is it racist yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so I, you know, that's why I was looking at um, the gentleman, Emmanuel um, Acho, and mm -hmm. I hopefully I'm saying his last name right. Nigerians, I apologize. I failed y'all. <laughs> I'm, 
you know, I'm, you I'm, a, a I'm American, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> right. And he has to show uncomfortable conversations with a black man. He's the uh, gentleman. He's a former NFL player. Who's also a host and an author who stepped in um, on the bachelor, the after okay. the rose um, conversation, because after the host of the bachelor, uh, basically dismissed the first black um, um, bachelorette when they were having the conversation about um, um, the, the 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 contestant Rachel who was going to plantation parties mm-hmm. and everything and you know the host Chris was just kind of like I mean I mean are we looking at it a lens from 2018 or are we looking at it from 2020 are we this this and that you know like that whole dismissiveness that in and of itself is racist and I and, and I really believe that you know in addition of course, they will see black first and a woman. You get it double edged where he was dismissing them and then and that's why he's in so much quote you know, quote unquote trouble or like let's remove him because it's a lot of dismissiveness. And so I do not I'm don't do not miss my words. I'm not saying it is black people's responsibility to educate right. white people or anybody else on what racism is. However, if you want them to learn. <laughs> I think that their source should be black people. I think that will help them have a more honest, true and um, um, realistic, like a real life examples of what racism is. And that's why I applaud Emmanuel Acho because it's hard to have those uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, and I agree with you. I just also think that for example, for there's some people, I think like uh, Mark, my husband said like before, like I don't want to have to relive hard things for me so you can understand that you know what I mean and I think that that's fair because I I I don't think that I personally have had like you know slap in the face moments that were necessarily racist now have I had like microaggressions and things like that obviously Mm -hmm. yes I'm a black woman in a very white male dominated Mm -hmm. (laughs) industry for a very for over a decade so yes I'm very aware that those have happened to me but um and so but that's the thing and I also think that it's the way in which you approach it because there and and it takes time and it also matters of who you're dealing with Mm -hmm. do I Mm -hmm. because I will say I am a person that like I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on people I don't care about if it is a friend I care about and I spend time with this person and I want them to be educated and I want to continue our friendship yes I will spend time because I think that that's important because we're still cultivating and things like that but I don't care about you I have agree. finite amount of time in my day I agree (laughs) so I I absolutely agree I um um why I thought it was good that Cheryl Underwood did it is because again, this is called the talk. Yeah. And that's why I love these. Talk, that's why I like talk shows and I like it with a diverse cast of women from different walk, backgrounds is so that people can learn from each other and see other things from another person's point of view. Yeah. And um, I do think, I mean, we have to teach people how to treat us and call people to, you know, like, I think, you know, it is inconvenience. I don't want to relive things all you know bad experiences but I will say I think why I feel the way I feel about it is because um, when I was in high school I don't know if I was like 14 15 I was going to theater camp at Stephen F Austin University um, during the summer that's what I had got my first job for and white campus Lubbock Texas um, the theater camp I don't know if it was even 10 percent black it was very few of us there and out of the 10, we were very diverse Blacks, you know, that were there. And this white girl, Katie, I will never forget. This was my first time. The white girl, Katie, in the elevator. I mean, it was like one of those, like, what? She was like, you see, I like Black people like you, Nate. It's Black people like, and I cannot remember the other Black girls who, she was just different. She came from the other side of the railroad track, you know what I mean? Quote, unquote, some people say she's more ghetto or she's more whatever. Yeah. Whatever. She said, but it's Black people like her 
that is that I'm just like, uh, and and That's and Katie had a, a good black friend who was okay with this, Chasson, um, who was very uh, real names. I remember those two names, like, and I feel like I mean I was so that was the first time that ever happened to me, mm-hmm. and I was so ta- I mean so boldly, you know, I was so mm-hmm. taken aback. I like kind of froze, and I was like, what you know, like wow, like I really don't even remember what I did or said after that, or if I even did anything. I feel like I just froze, and I was just like. Mm, you know, and didn't mm-hmm. say anything. So since then, I've been having a, you know, I, I just got to have a conversation. I feel like I am still making up for that situation. Now, not even making up for like, now nah, let me, let, let's have this conversation, which I've had to also do in college. Like, you know, my brother, you know, I grew up in a mixed neighborhood. My brother grew up in a really more mixed neighborhood, really more white. And he was, um, you know, in, you know, high school, middle school, they're dating and stuff. And he was, mm-hmm. had a little girlfriend. I bought him like a little Valentine's gift to get a little girl who happened to be white. Mm-hmm. And the parents, when they found out that little Eddie, little nice Eddie was black, made her give the gifts back and tell him you know he couldn't you know they couldn't be friends and stuff anymore and it's like what you know what I mean like even my senior year of high school um in the 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 play the the musical the the yearly musical was guys and dolls the lead which I was so mad that I was just the stage manager after I had just won best actress for 23 five day school district but you know (laughs) whatever um okay singing is not my wheelhouse it's not it's it's not okay it's not my wheelhouse okay I know I got the voice talking, not singing, moving on. The leads was a white guy and a black woman. And in this musical, there's one kiss. The white mm-hmm. guy refused to kiss the black girl and they did not recast it. Yeah. So it's like, these are these are things that I've dealt with my entire life and had to have these uncomfortable conversations. And I'm like, that's racist, you know? Yeah. The basketball friend who like, hey, you're, you're great. And you know, we're all cool. You know, you're a white girl, you cool. Everything's great until you get pregnant by the black guy. Your parents ain't even, I mean, they're upset that you're pregnant, but they're really upset it's that he's the black, black guy. You know what I mean? It's like, but wait a minute, we didn't traveled. We, I mean, we've been playing together for like three or four years. Why did everything just change? So, so it's like, this has been a recurring theme of these uncomfortable conversations. You know, the white girl in my twenties that told that only hung out with black women pretty much and pretty much dated black men tried to tell me that I was racist because I was telling my brother, like, you know, like that, that, you know, like he, you know, date whomever. And also understand that when you're dating outside of your race, you're going to have some pushback. And she told me I was racist, even though she was the one that only dated black guys. And she was like the, the starter black, I mean, the starter white guy, a white girl for a lot of black. I was like, what is going on here? So, so I well, let me ask you this. <laughs> this. So that, cause that, to me, that situation makes me, I, I'll give an example, like Mm-hmm. My son, like we were, he was in a high school that was very, um, very white. Like he mm-hmm. told us that kids wore um, Confederate flag t-shirts to school. Yeah. And we had, we had, we I, had, I had that growing up too. So, but you know what my solution was? I said, you know what we're not going to do is stay over here and make you feel uncomfortable. He never said he was uncomfortable, but yeah. at the same time you was in ninth, you were in ninth grade and there was going to, you still got four more years in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And my solution to that was, oh, what we gonna do is find another high school that's more diverse. And I was like, we can spend time educating people and stuff like that. I was like, I ain't got time for PTO, okay? You know what I have time for? Making sure he's safe and he feels comfortable and he's go- and he doesn't have to think like, because we know what kind of schools end up with shootings. Mm-hmm. We, he doesn't have to think about that all the time. Right. So we sold our house and, and brought him to a school that's more diverse. And so, but I know that that's not everybody's, um, not Sushi. everybody can do. That's <laughs> not their solution. That's not always their option. And I think that it's also, 
I think what you did was good for him because I do have a friend right now that wants to, you know, get her son in a better school. But right now she's keeping him in an area that is more black because she wants him to be very grounded in who he is as a black man and not have to deal with all of those things until he is very grounded into who he is before she integrates him more. And um, so I understand that, but I do think like it, I think me having all of these experiences is what makes me easier. It, it makes it easier for me to work with a lot of different people, to put up my boundaries, to be able to speak my mind um, freely and have those uncomfortable conversations because they're not going to leave you. I mean, yeah, I no, say that it depends so on what you do in life and how you choose to work. Because I mean, now you can just work in your own circle <laughs> with your own people. Yeah. But I do like, I'm a person that... It, I like diversity. I really, really do. And so here's the thing. To me, an all-white school is not diverse. I agree. <laughs> you know what I'm so oh, I, I, I absolutely so, agree. And so the diversity, so I, to, the school that he goes to now is very similar to my high school in diversity in that mm -hmm. it was, we had a spectrum of people. We had all kinds of people, you know? It's, it's kind of like University of Houston, like, because University exactly. of Houston is a, a majority minority, which is stupid because if the majorities are quote unquote minorities, then we're not the minorities. We're just non-white. Yeah, so the whatever. University of Houston was the number one most diverse college in the nation. And that's exactly yeah. how my high school was. A lot of people from my high school actually went to U of H. So, but- go Cougs. Um, I mean, I didn't yeah, go to your high school, but go Cougs. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. we were Cougars at high school too. Really? So. Girl, you've been a Cougar your whole life. Huh? <laughs> so ain't nothing gonna change when you get on. Yeah, so I just, so I, I'm very aware of, you know, like I'm very much, I can, you know uh work with a lot of people you know do all kinds of stuff but I and so that's what my whole thing is is that I don't necessarily think that my point is is diversity is good <laughs> that's all yeah. that's, all, that's yeah. I think that that makes a difference in how you grow up and how you um you assimilate to the world yeah I think um I definitely agree diversity is good I've always said that there's not going to be a change in America until um our legislator le legislation um reflects that the people in Congress reflect that yeah it needs like we're not um what they used to say like um America is the melting pot no we're a salad bowl we're a mix of you know greens and tomatoes and cucumbers and all of you know these different rich cultures and languages and and traditions that come in to make to me that that's what makes America great I like is that. The, the, the people like it's a mixture and you know that's how you get the great fusion foods and you get the you know there's just the different things that you know when you bring these cultures together and you bring these different you know uh, people together it's like oh okay what I like that over there I like this over there and you get yeah. just different people like um celebrating each other and learning um from each other so I, mean, I like that salad bowl because you don't oh you know I like that's a good that's a good analogy yeah yeah like we're, we're a salad bowl um I forgot I think I college or something a few years ago <laughs> okay so now we have to talk about this guy a relationship guru expert all the air quotes all the air quotes Derek Jackson who recently confessed that he um has been cheating on his wife um so were you familiar with Derek Jackson before we break down the story or how much of Derek Jackson do you know Vernique so not at all familiar with who this guy was until I kept seeing memes about him on the uh -huh. internet so the memes were taking me out mm -hmm. and then or, or people were recreating videos of him which were funny so I had mm -hmm. not even I didn't see a video of him until I looked up specifically like what's going on with this Derek Jackson guy no clue who he was until I knew that he was cheating on his wife and the video he did to announce that he was cheating on his wife is the most cringeworthy video I have watched in a very long time. 
Oh, uh, every time the 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 cheated on wife is standing next to the cheating husband and listening to him explain and looking with compassion and, and or fear or just, you know, just she there. She's like, we in here. This is happening. I always cringe. But, um, so just to catch everybody up who does not know, because we have friends who didn't know. Or do you want to go ahead? Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead, go ahead. I just I just want to add most times that video happens and that interview of said man happens that woman looks nice and put together. Homegirl had a bonnet on and a t-shirt, bro. And <laughs> well, like, she's, what is going well, well, two things that comes from that. One, um, he said it was a hat, not a bonnet. Just, I'm, I, I don't agree. Like, okay. I'm like, the the this get, the story gets more ridiculous. Two, um, it was somewhere else, because it's been stuff all over the place, that he said that that was her... Um, uh, like her godly head covering. Girl. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't make this up. I can't make this up. And I was like, wow, okay. So if that's somebody's you religion, gotta cover her head. I'm sorry if that's somebody's way of life. And I, um, I don't mean to disrespect you. I just, it looked like a bonnet to me. I'm, I'm, I'm not disrespecting anything. He disrespected her. And if you're more disrespected by me talking about she had on a godly head covering, then the fact that this quote unquote Christian relationship guru was cheating on his wife and just selling, selling dreams and hopes and dreams. So basically for those who don't know, okay, Derek Jackson, is a um was a still is a scammer okay a relationship relationship expert and um basically he was pandering to black women who want you know that good guy tall dark handsome he's telling the quote-unquote truth he's holding men accountable saying no to toxic relationships telling women to know their self-worth like telling all the women but his wife you know what i mean that um it, and it sold lots of books i think he has oh, a million he? plus uh, oh yeah because i looked okay. on amazon i Come was like people really buying these books okay i mean you can create a personality you can okay let's go to, moving forward um, so this guy also sold books, had like a million plus followers on, I think, Instagram or so social media, basically spoken at the Essence Festival full of black women. Most women did. I, I'm not sure how many years he's been doing this, um, but most women did not even know he was married until this cheating scandal just broke where the mistress actually spoke out to um, YouTube um, blogger um, Tasha Kay. And okay. like gave all the tea. And so oh. then at first it was like, oh, it's just one cheater, one, one situation. No, it's like multiple cheating situations. And then more to be unrevealed, to be revealed, turns out guy um, has been cheating since, cause him and his wife have been together, I think since like high school or college. So they've been together for like 14 yeah. years. On her social media, you have her always talking about him and showing reverence because Tasha K went through it. Like she she broke it down. You know what I mean? You got some time, just watch. I watch everything. I speed everything up as I watch stuff because I, I don't have time, but I need to know what's going on. Um, he never really referred to his wife on his page because you know he's keeping up a brand and an image the whole nine and then also what's recently was shown on her page I guess within the past year is that you know she basically coped with his cheating through Christianity 
and you know praying and believing i saw you kind of half roll your eyes i saw, <laughs> I saw that i, I tried not to because it was i see the eyes i see the eyes um <laughs> that's how people cope people have different coping mechanisms yes. and you know that was her choice so yes so okay so much to unpack here but you know this is the pivot point podcast so my question because i've never taken relationship advice from him or really any of the guy experts. Um, no, because they're men. Well, men, well, well no, that's well, not men. true. I'm not going to say I have not taken it from all of them because, you know, Steve Harvey had his run on, um, uh, what is it? Think like a, act, think like a man, act like, or act like a lady, think like a man, whichever mm-hmm. way that goes, which with Steve, I, I'm not making excuses because he's our frat brother and he's a comedian and I just admire his career. But I am, I, I, what I liked is that in the book, he was straight up honest about his mistakes and his marriages and his cheating and the fact that he wrote this because he saw his daughter getting played not Lori harvey oh. one of the twins that okay. is why he wrote the book he was oh, like, good. seen some dude at the house and he was like oh man this dude over here running this game that i used to run ah. on my other wives and her mama and stuff let me go ahead and just start hitting my home my daughter to game and oh you gotta guy, start him early yeah you gotta he started them early he was like yeah this was like in college he just saw that guy come through and was like oh i don't know this is what's going down and i think it's is it greg Bernhardt? i might be wrong i think he was one of the um producers or one of the writers or influencers of sex in the city he had the book he's just not that into you and mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. remember that like that one actually funny i read that book i remember the week of your brother's wedding and the guy that i was, <laughs> Ooh, um, was talking to at that talking to at that time like after i read it i employed some of the things or just you know, I was like, well, I'm not going to be spending all my time with this guy and he doesn't want to call me a girlfriend and he doesn't want to call me like we're not this isn't anything but my time. And that weekend, like we stopped, quote unquote, talking, which mm-hmm. was like all confusing. My mom was like, what, what is talking? What is talking? <laughs> Either your boyfriend, which means nothing. He is your fiance, which means, OK, you are going to do marriage, but he's still nothing. Or he is your husband, which if he messes up, he's nothing. Like, it don't matter. Like, she's like, what are y'all doing? This is why y'all single. Like she gave me and my girl Jay real, like, this is why you young. She's like, this is why y'all are single. What is what is talking? See, that seems like the people you should be taking advice from. Yes. I'm just saying like people who actually know what it is. I like. But she I grew think- up in a different time and in Nigeria. Both of my grandfathers are polygamists. We were polygamists. Yeah. It's, 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 there's layers yeah, to a lot of layers. things. But so, go, go ahead, please, please. So I think so. The <laughs> thing is, is that, and this is this is why they talk about so much about imparting wisdom on your kids early because you basically lose that ability to do that at a yeah. certain age. You know what I mean? Because you start yeah. listening to your homegirls, you start listening to your homeboys, you know, and then you just get all emotional and you know you 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 change and you think your parents. I be are feeling, man. <laughs> I be feeling, you know what I'm saying? I be feeling, I be feeling. Yeah, these 16 year olds don't be wanting to talk to their parents, man. So like, you know. But also the parents don't be wanting to talk to the 16 year olds. Because I think that's fair. My, I, th- I agree. My talk was don't have sex. Oh, that's cute. Don't Mom do was it. don't get pregnant. So th- oh. she, she skipped all of that. She said, well, she don't said, get I know you're going to be having sex. Well, at least she was realistic. You're going to be having sex. I didn't even sex. have sex in high school. That's the funny part. So that's the, the like, you know. No judgment. So, no, I, no judgment on anybody, but I'm just saying like, 
I think that 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 goes to my point, right? It goes mm-hmm. to my point of who you're listening to, what you're doing, because yeah. it's like you still moving around doing things you ain't supposed to do in high school, and so that's why you, and you don't get caught if you have great grades. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, and so that's the thing is that you um they talk about how much you have to impart upon them, and I think that like Mark does a good job about like I'm gonna hit you the game early. Uh, you know, he doesn't, I mean, Addison is three, so he ain't hipping her to no game at the time, but he's always saying like, he's like getting ready. Like he waited for her to be like five and talking about, she like, you know, Dominica, whoever down the street, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he can just start like, nah, let me tell you, you know? And so, but I, so the thing is, is that you start listening to advice from the people you're around, but you're also, you know, and those are generally people who are your same age. Yeah. You never think in your twenties, let me ask some grown people who've been married a long time, what kind of advice or who should I be looking for? And you, you know might not I mean? even have that around you too. You might not even have access to yeah. it. So, you know, I, I've had the thirst of knowledge. So I'm always, I'm always looking at a book. I'm like, put it in a book, let a sister know. Like I've always like, I just, I just, I hunger for knowledge because if I don't know and I feel like uncomfortable because some of the things is like I don't want to really talk about that with my mom and I didn't you know have an older enough sister or sibling to like be able to have that conversation with so I mean back then who were you listening to? So I, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I'm a good example. Cause I definitely, silence. <laughs> I do move in silence. Latay knows. I, mean, I listen. I, so I listen a lot. I don't necessarily ask a lot of questions as mm-hmm. it relates to like relationships because there's, I don't, may not know a question to ask, right? Like I may mm-hmm. not know what to ask. Yeah. Um, and so I would just listen to my homegirls, listen to my friends. My mom, my mom's was, my mom is a Jamaican woman who is very to the point who was like, if you don't like it, leave. If you don't like him, leave. That's that's my That's mom and them too. Yeah, <laughs> so, leave. Like, you don't got to deal with that. Which so, is really good because a lot of other women in and in, in um tell their daughters, I mean, stay, don't leave. And work this it is out. what it is. Yeah. This is a part yeah. of being a woman. And you just gotta deal with everything. Be yeah, your strength is in how much pain you can deal with to keep your family unit together. Yeah. And 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 I think that's very sad too. It's like so, you but, lose who you are to sacrifice for your family I, wholeheartedly and I think that that's we can that's a whole nother show for a whole nother day and we'll, and we'll talk about that too and we'll talk about that mm-hmm. but so I but here's the here is the I think the issue with my mom's advice and now I, she's changed now but um there is no uh communication before leave so all I did was oh I don't like it I'm out like I ain't no. dealing with it I'm gone now granted did I go back <laughs> You know, if I didn't like something, like mm-hmm. I would leave. I'm like, I'm done. I'm gone. But there was no communication as to what I didn't like. What 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 do I expect in the future? Mm-hmm. What um what was it that he did that did not make me feel comfortable? None of that existed. It was just like I don't like it. Therefore, I am leaving. And so nothing ever got resolved. And so we ping ponging back and forth and never resolving anything or figuring out what makes me feel good as a person. Right, right. Well, um, for me back in the day, I would say, I mean, definitely books and everything is what I would kind of like gravitate to when I really started day. First of all, early in my twenties, I was so career focused and it was yeah. like, I had these little flings and these little things, but it was never like, oh, 
I think I met my husband. Like yes. I, I, I never really had that in my 20s. Cause and then the, the type of the caliber of people that we were around is like, we know real movers and shakers that are really making things move. It's like, I only have so much time and energy to allot to this silliness and this foolishness because I have an, a, a larger vision for my life. I mean, it just was. And I was like- I'm I was laughing like, at I who I ended up dating because of this, but yes, you're right. I mean- <laughs> A lot of things to laugh about because it's like I'm not even looking at you for that. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, cool. I, like I got, I got a couple needs and you know, we're gonna keep it moving. Well, let me ask you this because um back in the day I did the research for some our, my other podcast. Uh mm-hmm. back in the day, people dated with purpose. They dated yeah. with the intent to marry. Yeah. I feel like when we're in our 20s, that is not for at least for me, and I know for pretty much for you, we weren't saying, Oh, this is my husband. Like we were we were dating to have fun. We were dating and like uh- in, Oh, okay, for me, no, I was, I was, I was chilling. Like I wasn't looking Always, at Always, because it's very family, husband, family. I'm a cancer. The family unit, home is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had success very young, which I'm grateful for. It does not keep you warm at night. It, it fulfills only a portion of me. And mm-hmm. I really want a family. I really want children. I really want all of that. So for me, I'm always open. Now I can't say as, as, as you squared me off before, like when I tell you, you said a lot of things like on the way you like to date, but then you would do something different. And I'm like, yeah. Cause I'm like, I got a lot of time to fill, you know what I'm saying? Like I got, you know, I'm, I'm sneaking out in the middle of the night too. So, um, put it like this mentally, I I'm always dating with purpose. My actions were not aligned with my purpose. Cause I was like, well, until the guy that is worthy enough for me to take seriously, I mean, I'm going to be out here, you know, you know what I'm saying? These streets fun back open in Texas, man, <laughs> back open, I, you know, just in, in the meantime, in between time. Yeah, so I'm- I mean, to me, that makes sense. A little bit of a contradictory, but at the same time, it's like, you know who to, as I'm really learning, who to take serious and who not to take serious. Yeah. So funny. I always wanted kids. I never thought I wanted to, like, it didn't occur to me that a man should come with said kids. Really? No. I wanted my bomb house in the woods with glass where I could see the trees and some Uh kids. I Uh never in my vision saw a man there. (laughs) Do you think it's because, like, for instance, for me, you know, I grew up with my parents, which, right. which but my, my, my family, my, my parents yeah. are still together. I was uh-huh. a decision, which is why some people say my self-esteem is a little too high. I was like, look, my, <laughs> my daddy, my daddy and my mama wanted me. I know my daddy, he's in the other room right now. We talk, yeah. if something go down, I can call my daddy or my brother. Like I'm protected. I have men who look out for me. I yeah. know all of those things, you know, which this guy told me, see, you know what your problem is to take? You've had too many examples of good relationships. I was like, what kind of pimp mind <laughs> kind of effery is this Dude, going on work. right now? Work. I mean, yeah, and it didn't because I'm like, I just be calling BS on a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like, that's that's their BS. And so I know I don't have to tolerate um, certain things and it's not being unrealistic. It's not, it's like having standards. And I think that unfortunately um, for women, you know, you're always, especially black women, lower your standards, compromise, you want too much, you doing too much, you're not worthy of it. Like just, there's just a lot of gaslighting that has been happening to mm-hmm. black women for years, especially in Why the black community. Yeah, because of relationship experts, because of unfortunately systemic racism where black women have had to yep. become the, the uh, breadwinners in their home because the black men are being locked up in jail. They're not given the same opportunities to earn. There's a lot of things. And I'm just always like, I mean, a part of it is, it is what it is. 
And now what are we going to do about it? You know, how yes. are we going to choose? That doesn't mean that you have to only date a black man. That doesn't mean that you, you know, all black men are horrible. They're, they're, you know, like you have to decide what you want for yourself yes. and, 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 and stick to that. Because even in my situation, it's like, you know, it's like at the time when you're making certain decisions, you don't see them as settling. You know what I mean? You, you, you know, you don't like you see them as, okay, well, okay. I was doing it this way for so many years. And so maybe, you know, maybe I can't compromise on this or I can That's not fair. even, it's not even compromise. Let me say, let me be a little bit more flexible. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. you start you call, call it something different. Yeah. You call it something different because you're rationalizing like this person might have a good heart or a decent heart, but let me just, you know, let me, let me try to work with them because we're also encouraged to work with the black man a lot and to work with, you know, you got to work with these men and you got to do this with these men. And, and I was like, well, you know, maybe shit, girl, you're getting older. Maybe you are like just being too tough. And it's like, no, because the heart and the core of me, as my friend said, you see, you see, you're just greatness. You know what I mean? So it's going to be hard. He was, I mean, and I've had a couple of guys tell me it's going to be hard because if a man is not great, you're not going to respect him. So here's the thing. I, I, I push oh, back shit. on hard. Well, <laughs> what happened, girl? Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, please. What? Go ahead. So <laughs> I push back on anything being hard. Nothing is difficult unless you call it such, right? Mm. And Speak so to me, sis. Speak to me. <laughs> Nothing is hard unless you call it such. And so for me, I feel like you have to, you said it earlier, one, you have to decide what works for you. And I think that that's what my pivot was, right? Like my pivot mm -hmm. in relationship, listening to relationship advice or just consuming certain information. I think I, um, I, I don't know if I told my story, but Mark and I were together when I was in law school. We were together yeah. for three, uh, three years. At the <laughs> one and a half year mark, we got engaged. After I, we, I started working and stuff like that, I, get, I let society tell me I should be living a certain way. The reality is this, is that at the time, Mark was still trying to finish college and stuff like that. And so society says, you are a lawyer. What are you doing with somebody who hasn't even finished college, you know? And society also will tell you, like, you should be living a certain way. You're a lawyer. The reality is I graduated law school at the height of the financial crisis. Mm -hmm. Everybody that I graduated with, uh, most people that I graduated with who were getting big firm jobs were deferred for a year or two, and they gave them 10 grand for a year. What you gonna do with 10 grand? What you gonna do with 10 grand for a, year? a whole year? Sit at your mama house. And so, you know, that's the, re that's the reality. But in my mind, I said, oh, I'm a lawyer. I should be living this way. The, or also the reality is we're paying two rents because I had sub sublet an apartment somewhere else and then had to move and all yeah. stuff like that. So money was tight. So in my head, society, I had let society tell me I should be living a certain way. I was mm -hmm. unhappy with myself and then unhappy with the relationship, even though on the inside, Mark made me feel really good. Like I felt mm -hmm. good. I've always felt good with him. And so, but as, I think I let uh, overridden by what I thought should be my relationship. And so we broke up. We broke up for five years. During that time, I did all the things that society said I should be doing. I should be dating guys with money. I should be going on trips. I should be doing all these things. But here's the thing. If it ain't my money and I'm not controlling the investments, what difference does it make? If I'm going on trips mm -hmm. with people I don't like, who cares? So mm -hmm. like, you know, that's what it boils mm -hmm. down to. And so when Mark reached back out to me uh, for, it was a closure text. People like, people like what happened? <laughs> um, long story short, we five were, years later, <laughs> five years later, we had never spoken 
had not spoken one word to each other in five years. He reached out to me as uh, to text me. And within a month we had moved in together. And within that next year we were married and I have never best decision of my life. I always say I'm a happiness decision maker. And so, and ever since then, like, it's just one of those things. It's like society told me X, society told me Y, and I'm going to go with what I'm going to go with V. I'm gonna go with yeah. what V says and what V feels like is good. You know, everybody knows in their heart what they want, even if it doesn't go with what. <sighs> go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm not necessarily disagreeing. <laughs> the hum was, it wasn't a disagreement. It, it was I was a thinking thought, of, thought. It, was, it, was, it was a thought. Go ahead, go yeah. ahead. I'm coming now, back to that. I think that if you sit with yourself, quietly mm. sit with yourself and really break down, you can even write down what it is that you want. I bet you won. The thing that you want, say, I'll give you an example. Say you want money. You want a man with money or a woman with money, whatever the case is that you're looking for. Why do you want money? It's not the money you want. It's the security you want. It's the flexibility you want. Keep so beating on that desk, down. girl. Keep beating on that desk, okay? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> it's those things that you want so the thing is is that if you sit with yourself you can realize what it is that you want because you know what i'm saying and then there's people who no money is not their number one on their list you know so it's something else you know love compassion being feeling feeling secure love you know, don't pay like, the bills but go ahead it, it doesn't but i think that it makes you know whether it does see but that's the thing your number one is the is if your number one nobody if if your number one is love it doesn't matter if it pays the bills or not um you see, and that's where I, because I agree with everything you just said. I, 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 I just, I agree with everything that you said. And you know, first of all, you said I think if you sit with yourself and really examine what it is that I want, oh, that's that's problem number one. A lot of times <laughs> we're not sitting with ourselves and really examining Listen. what we want. Or going back to said examination, because even when I was going through one of my like, oh my gosh, foolishness, I shouldn't have been messing, whatever. I was going, I was going through some things, you know, clearing out some stuff, trying to make way for new things. And I was just, you know, Vernique was like, well, what, what do you want? What, what do you, what do you want? And what else? And what else? And what else? And then I, unbeknownst to me, Vernique had been typing out everything I said that I wanted in a man everything and and emailed it to me and was like this is what you said you wanted so this is your guide and you see what had happened was is like I thought I was referring to that list but I had moved some things around you know what I mean um and I I honestly did feel like you know y'all I'm gonna get money okay I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna stay getting money yes I so I did not think it was that important that a mate of mine could get money too, even though I had it in my list that I needed a guy who was financially stable and secure in and of himself. Because yes. like for me, money is freedom. Money is options. Yes. Money yes. is to me is really spiritual as well. It's about alignment and knowing abundance and knowing that, you know, we're, we come from the same thing as the trees, earth, air, fire, water, in the words of India Ari. That's how I know that God, however you label the universe, whatever is real. And that I come from these same things. So what I want, like I can will my way into anything. And so really it's like, oh, it's, hey, you need mindset. That's what you, you need, you know, so now all I keep saying is mindset, 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 because for yes. me, you the, man person, with the, mindset, uh, the man with the mindset, okay. exactly. Yes. So, yes. because the man's, the mindset is what manifests everything else is if you have that mindset, oh, yes. we're not going to have issues with money. If we yes. have that mindset, you know what I mean? We're not going to have certain type of issues. If our mindsets are aligned, put Correct. it like that, because 
I mean, when you say you want love first, to me, love is a verb. Love is action. Love is, you know, security. Security means our money is together. You know what I'm saying? For you. And for for me. Well, yes. See, here's the thing. I think it's for most people, but most people are scared to talk about money. Now, when I say money, I am not always saying, because that's what always, you know, certain people go to the extremes. I'm not saying everybody has to be a multimillionaire. Right. I tell you, most marriages fail because of money. Oh, most And definitely. it's a lack of conversation from, so when yes. I'm saying security, like I want everybody and we need to, we, we're going to have an episode on money and pivoting with your money and your relationship with your money. I need everybody to get real comfortable about talking about money. You know, yes, back in the day, yeah. I wanted to be like the black Susie Orman, you know, and I have the black <laughs> ladies I listen to yes. now, the budgetista, Lynn Richardson. I need everybody to get real comfortable about talking about money. Cause yes. if you're not comfortable about talking about money, you ain't gonna have no money. Yes. You're just not going to have any. And you need to be very comfortable talking about money with your mate whoever yes. you're going to be at. like, what is the lifestyle you want? You know what I mean? When you're scratching and surviving in LA, cause like I, y'all, I went from doing very, very well to like, yo, I'm hustling. And, and I, you know, I'm humble. I can be humble. I'm driving. I'm, I'm a tour guide at Universal Studios, which I really enjoy. They helped me develop so much as an actress, but also I'm a tour guide at Universal Studio giving tours. Um, I'm driving Uber. I'm driving Lyft, which in LA, we're all just driving each other around for a check and to pay our <laughs> gas bill. Like I'm doing, I'm an Airbnb host. I'm doing, a, I'm doing all the things. I did taxes for two days in Compton. Like, I'm, you know, like I'm going to do what I need to do to handle business. But, you know, when people say money ain't important, they've either never made enough money. I mean, I'm just saying, if you can't get your bills paid, if you are stressed out living check to check. Oh yeah. Like that, that no, is what we're on the same page. Marriages. Yeah. We're on the, so, no, we're on the same ahead. page with the money, yeah. with, with the money thing. I think yeah. that what I'm saying is that, especially cause like, I guess for me, Mark always had a hustler's mindset. Mark was going to get it done period. Like he was going, he it's was going mindset. to work. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, but I also think that, um, and then there's different people, different, you know, cause some people, some women are okay with uh, somebody that doesn't do that for them. You know what I mean? And so that's, and I, I'm not that person, but that's okay. <laughs> so that's why I said, you I will sit- say this and, and, and it might be controversial. Most oh, yeah. women are not okay <laughs> with that. We try to convince ourselves that we're okay with that or you're you're controlling because it's a back and forth well i mean I well, you gotta remember who you around. hang around with think about who you hang around with versus okay. who these people there's people in this world that are okay with this <laughs> I'm or not, they feel I'm like that's all friends. they have to deal with or they, they feel like ha- that's all they have but that's see i think that's do. a societal i think that's a society you know i could go down the, i have a whole like society told me x and i think that that's a societal thing because i think that we have been conditioned to think that men should provide in a certain kind of way and so i think that that's why you are probably saying it in that way and i'm not taking away your truth right i'm just saying that the, i believe i haven't met anybody like this personally but i know that there are people out there women who just like i don't care like you know i just want to be loved hell i just want a man because there are women okay. out here whose men don't take care of their kids and they she's just like i just want a man who's going to take care of these kids let, let me <laughs> say this i i do have a group of friends but here's the funny part that you're like you know they don't care about the money but both of them make a lot of money the woman might make a little bit more but the guy still makes a lot of money yes the guy is secure in himself so those situations i'm not talking about because i had to break down one of my friends with that too like that's not what I'm talking about where both people are securing who they are and they earn okay. the money that they earn. It's like you have situations where, you know, cause the women are always talking, man, you just got to work with him a little bit and help him out, invest in his dream, doing these things, you know, like, you know, subconsciously, like I was putting myself, I was not putting myself first. Ain't nobody asked me, you know, but I want to support, you know what I mean? And we're in, and, and we're just not being honest about 
people's, you know, not only say people's capabilities, but what's most important to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and, and all of that too, like, just like saying, well, you know what, maybe, see, I had to see that, okay, my, my hypothesis is correct. I do need uh, somebody that can, can get it financially yeah. because for me it's just not going to work if our mindsets yeah. aren't aligned when it comes to money and being able to get it it's just not going to work and I thought that it could work but it's, it's just not going to work for me before we go because I know we got to wrap up but we got to wrap up pivot? but we got a couple more things you know because I want to go back pivot? to that list when, yeah when, when did, did you pivot um the pivot really happened uh which is what I was going to go to so thank you to get me back online well first of all <laughs> that list Okay, when you get your list, go back to your list and, and see what's really like. Because I, a sister, I thought I had all the things because I thought that I had really like. Okay, I mean the money thing. I, as long as I make money, I'll be fine. But it's not because I do think resentment will always come in if you're not being true to what's really, yes. really important to you. Because you will be exhausted. And if you know, like for me, I need to know that I, I don't want to have all the solutions. I want a man that has solutions. Uh, tell me what to do. Yeah. Not on everything, oh, but yeah. like. I want to be able to not think. I've always had to think. I've always had to, I, I mean, I've been the head of my own life for so long and like, it would be so nice yep. to rest in my, like my boo got it. Like I'm good. I'm Gucci. I'm good. Do That's a big thing Gucci? for women. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> That's a big thing for women who are, um, who live there, who are leaders in whatever industry yeah. they are in. They want to come home and relax and not have to think about, have answers to everything. Yes. I want to straight up and, and guys, they laugh when I say this, cause they're like, you for real? Y'all, I want to have me some kids and just raise my kids for a couple of years and know that all the bills going to be paid. And that's, I'm going to always get money. I mean, we, we got real estate licenses. We're going to always find a way, start a mommy blog, whatever the heck to, <laughs> to bring in. But I don't want the financial responsibility of a marriage that I'm in or any relationship to always, to always yeah. only mm -hmm. be on me. Now I'm all about like, yo, if we got to do this and focus in for a year for the big payoff, the big payoff has to come. But when I saw like, oh, this pay, this, this is never going to come. This is like, <laughs> what, uh, what in the hell is going on? Like that's overwhelming. My pivot to uh, wrap this up really came when, um, after I left, you know, when I left and I was literally on, uh, my, 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 all my bridesmaids gave me this, uh, happy hour zoom where they let me cry and yell for like four or five hours. And then I did the same thing afterwards with my brother, scream, yell, cry, do whatever I had. Because when I was telling, you know, just talking to y'all about everything, there was a huge difference in my bridesmaids that were married in happy marriages with husbands that I respect and my single bridesmaids. And then I realized the things that I was telling my married bridesmaids versus my single bridesmaids, mm. they were different stories because a lot of times, you know, when you're in a relationship, you want to protect the guy you're with, especially if you're not in a ready, ready to leave and you might mm -hmm. be embarrassed about certain things. So it's like, I only want to show, highlight him in the most positive way. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, because the faces for the married bridesmaids <laughs> about some of the things I was saying was like, bitch, you ain't never said that shit before. <laughs> Versus the single oh, so one, like- You mean my face? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your face, Anit face, Diana's face was like, well, hold up. Like, when, when did when did this have, like, literally yeah. was like, what what is going on? Versus the single ones are like, yeah, you know, girl, I dealt with, you know, it was just different. And so my pivot and what I've learned and what I'm taking moving forward, and I, I've talked to almost all of y'all husbands too, you know, is like, my pivot is I'm now with relationship things. I'm talking to my homegirls because all my friends have been friends of 20 years plus. My my very closest homegirls who are married <laughs> in their marriage and their husbands. 
Like that yeah. is who I am going to for revise because they know me at every stage. They know the Tay Tay 20 years ago, the all the journeys and the things in between. Because again, these men have been around for years as well, too. That's true, yeah. So they've seen some <laughs> of the knuckleheads, they've come back. You don't even know me and Mark had a very, very like he had a um we just had a really, really good conversation oh. about everything and, you know, and where he shared with me that you were really, really concerned about my relationship when you had came to visit and stuff. And, you know, and I was just like, mm, yeah, you know, and I wasn't, and I was like, you know, that's when I was telling him too. It's like, you know, back then you're just not as, you don't realize how uh, not really completely fully honest you're disclosing because, you know, and then you also get the society thing. Don't be having all your friends and your business and, yeah. da, 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 da. and, and ladies, let me tell y'all this now. And um, because YouTube and Google be spying on these conversations. So my recommendations <laughs> on YouTube have been like, bitch, get your life. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so all kind of stuff be popping up. And one of them was from, of course, the GOAT, Oprah Winfrey show with um Dr. I think Robin, Dr. Robin, I can't think of her last name now, but she was the uh, therapist that was on um Oprah all the time that had the flipped hair, which she just uh -huh, did an episode uh -huh. of The Real. And yeah. she was like, if there is anything, first of all, you need to have a counsel of women, yeah. a council that is your crew that you can tell everything to. So mm -hmm. if there's anything that you don't wanna tell one of those women that you really trust, that's already a problem, first of yep, all. I you agree. Know, you, it's a problem. You need to talk to them and you need to be able to keep it real with them. You know. And I was like, and I did not do that. So that's why yeah. I'm like, I take, I, I look at my part in everything. And I was like, and, and I've had that individual conversation with mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. and all of my, you know, all of my girls, you know, my crew, like, I will always be honest. You couldn't help me if I wasn't being honest. Like I'm acting that's like true. things are cool and your friends are going to respect, you know, they're like, well, shoot, you spend the most time with them. How am I going to come all the way to LA <laughs> and judge what you got going on? You make right. good decisions for your life. You know what I mean? So yes. it was like, it was, a, um, you know, it was a, a, a beautiful nightmare. <laughs> that, you know, that but you learn so much. You do so learn so pivot. much. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. You were saying well, I learned so much. I was just like, well, that was, that was my pivot. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just, I just think that, no, you just learn so What ends up happening is that you end up in every situation, I was trying to find the silver lining. And mm -hmm. in the middle of it, it sucks. It sucks. It really feels uncomfortable. Yeah. But you end up looking back on it. You've, one, you made it through. Two, you know who you are and what mm -hmm. you want. So I just feel like you ended up it sucked, but now you are on a so much brighter path. So I just, it's a, yeah. it's a blessing. Yeah. And, and I think I'm finally at the point where there's no regrets yeah. finally, because it's like, you know, we were both in that relationship doing the best we can. Yeah. And doing, you know, and with the best of intentions, that's why even like with love, um, love, love, love is an action verb and we have to work on loving ourselves and when we're truly loving ourselves then you yep. can show up to be who you authentically are in any relationship and you won't need to go to you know scammers like Derek Jackson and all these <sighs> relations I mean because my thing with him as well is that he never really showed a lot about his life the fact you didn't even know he had a marriage that's why with Steve I was like well shit Steve is telling y'all he on his third fourth wife and yeah. he used to do this and that and what he's doing for his daughter and in the Greg Bernhardt book you know he's just not that into you he was keeping it real too like and then as my girl jay real would always say hey man you never got to tell a man to do what he want to do listen and if you're listen. ever confused about it then he didn't want to do that and like you know steve said like yo when that man wants you he gonna let you know that he wants you and he gonna let everybody else know this this is mine period so when i you, would i would agree with that so yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know what i'm saying i would agree with that exactly and then you have to decide for yourself and like you said when you get down and you sit and you be quiet and you be honest like it's just a lot of things 
that we all, you know, can do to just be more honest with ourselves, to take care of ourselves. And I do think it starts from that self-love, that self-clarity, having your crew. I don't care. I've, I've, I've really been blessed in the area of sisterhood. Like yeah. I, I got, I man, my, even for my birthday last year, my girls, when I was like, y'all, I'm getting divorced. I'm hating everything right now. They came together, you know, and was like, nah, we about to love on you, sis. Like we're going to, yeah. we're going to love you back to life and let us show you who we know you to be. You know they what I mean? They sound cool. Yeah. Oh, y'all all right. You know what I'm saying? They <laughs> sound <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But also in that, you you need those people when you're in your relationships. Yeah. To tell you the truth of who you are when you weren't in this place and thinking yes. of all those like, but but this and but that. They like, you know, those little whispers. Okay, but you know, girl, I know you to be this and I know you to be that. And, when, and a couple of my really good friends are therapists as well. So I think that's another person that you should turn to. And I think everybody should go to therapy personally, mm-hmm. if not for anything, especially if you don't have a good council of people around you, you don't have those friendships or anything yet. Um, yet or you're working on developing is that with a therapist I'm like that is your place to be 100% honest you paying them yeah and there's a lot of free services as well too oh yeah you can, you can say everything you need to say to get to what you need to do the for yourself the yeah. nitty-gritty yeah. I know we gotta go I just you know I had <laughs> now we need that little bit we need that mm-hmm. little bit well I should, uh, put little, I should put a little liquor in the, in the coffee you know what I mean Maybe <laughs> little, is, oh well I, I you know that story about our Baileys and coffee back in the day, but anyway. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> what was story? Did I was I part of it? You were. I'll tell you later. We, oh, okay. We'll have to. So much do a I Patreon. don't remember. <laughs> look, look, I know we do need to start a Patreon. Look, look, look. It's so much stuff I just don't be remembering. You know, it was it was eight years in L.A. And you know, in L.A. Oh, medicinal oh, is very legal, and I'm I'm getting my brain cells back. I'm getting them back. I'm getting them back. Hey, um, but yeah, down. please. Tell us, you know, how do you pivot in uncomfortable conversations when people, you know, are acting out and you need to take control of the conversation? Also, like, who do you get your relationship advice from Um, back then versus now lessons you've learned or whatever? Put them all in the comments everywhere that we post this. We're going to get everything together. Vernique already has pushed us forward in creating a nice little email for us, right? Hey, yeah. Pivotpointspod at gmail.com. That's P-I-V-O-T-P-O-I-N-T-P-O-D at gmail.com hit yes. us up you can comment hey give yes. us uh comments uh suggestions ideas, all that yeah. all that good stuff people we should talk to because we do have a list of people that we're going to be bringing on interviewing and just sharing their journeys as well as dealing with all the latest topics and how we would pivot in that situation because we'd be strategizing and i mean i literally have friends like i talk to maybe two or three times a year we do a good catch up and yo let's talk about this now how should we make these moves and everything hey. so that's what we love to do thank y'all so much for listening my ear thing is falling out again so i'm going to do better on that next time <laughs> where can they find you on instagram and instagram, all the internet? everything mine is at nate nate n-n-e-t-e that's just where it is i'll be putting everything up there and being consistent with it go ahead yeah hey consistency is key vernique you can find me at vernique the realtor v as in victory e-r-n-i-q-u-e the realtor on instagram it's so nice talking to you tay hey likewise (laughs) y'all thank y'all so much for checking out the pivot point see y'all ciao